Hey, what are you going to do? It's a glass so full, you know? Welcome to Wasted Potential Podcast. It's another episode of Glass Half Full. I am Ronnie, your usual host here. And uh, my usual co-host, Shane, has been um, attacked by a large group of badgers. So I had to go into the reserves this week and bring out an old friend, an OG of the podcast, a supporter, uh, my dear friend, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hey, how's it going? Um, anything to um, plug there, Eric? Or you tell us about yourself a little bit? I well definitely thought that Shane was out with hemorrhoids, so I'm glad to hear that it's just badgers. That's not too bad. Uh, but no, I am at Eric Martinez official. Not to be confused with any of the other Eric Martinez's out there. But no, I'm happy to be here, Ron. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be upset that you told everybody about the hemorrhoids. It's supposed to be a badger thing, but it's okay. Whoops. Uh, and Eric is uh, the only person in history who actually enjoys going to Hollywood premieres of films. So, there you go. Oh, yeah, definitely. I Only parts. Yeah, they're kind of fun. I meet famous people, so that's <laughs> kind of cool. Although they forget me instantly and I tell everybody that they're my best friend, but they don't know who I am at all. <laughs> Perfect. You're delusional. You'll do great in this podcast. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. Eric, can you bring us in and tell us what we are watching today? So, we are watching what can only be defined in, in only one word, none other than I can think of than masterpiece and or masterclass <laughs> in every definition of the word, uh, filmmaking, writing, acting, directing. I mean, it just doesn't. And and here's the thing. Why I wanted to bring light to this movie and the movie being The Expendables, the 2010 timeless classic, The Expendables, uh, directed by the one and only um, Sylvester Stallone. And and here's, here's what I wanted to talk about because a lot of people mention, you know, 2010 being the year that the King's Speech beat, uh, or won Best Picture and, and beat, you know, fan favorite social network. But nobody's talking about the Expendables being even nominated for anything. And I think that is the biggest crime of them all. So that's why I wanted to rewatch this and revisit it to, to, to show how great it is. The, the king of walking the thin line between sarcasm and like blatant sincerity. <laughs> you know, when you start to say something so much, you start to believe it. And thinking about this movie all day and all week, I'm really starting to believe that this is not as bad as a movie as I remember. And I feel like we're going to have fun with this. <laughs> okay, you can say whatever you want to. Um, uh, can you, I guess really quickly here. Action movies are not my favorite genre of film, but I'm going to do my best to not be a negative Nancy and just um, have fun with this. <laughs> so, um, for those who are uninitiated in The Expendables, um, can you give us a synopsis of The Expendables? Yeah, definitely. Real quick, you putting it in such of a box of just being an action film genre is really cutting into what it Sylvester's voice is trying to do. But I'll digress. Um, so IMDb synopsis of the film is a CIA operative hires a team of mercenaries to eliminate a Latin dictator and a renegade CIA agent. 
I disagree with that because I didn't get any of that. I just saw a bunch of old men shooting guns and killing fools. And that is the synopsis I would give it. I literally wrote down old men and explosions. That's all yeah, I had. That's all you need. <laughs> that is the, that is, yeah, we agree there. <laughs> I don't think the plot really matters, but I think we'll get into that. And <laughs> the I think, synopsis is pointless. <laughs> and I think they knew that and, and there wasn't much thought into it. I think this movie was written in an hour. At most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just keep it simple. If the money's right, we don't care where the job is. Got it? Let's quit jerking off. Get down to business, see who's hungry. I know your real name's probably not Bonnie Ross. You don't need to know my name. The only thing you need to know is the job's real and the money's real. But since we're in this nice place, might as well just call me Mr. Church. I guess we'll start with the first question here before I ask you, uh, a side question I've not prepared you for. Um, when did you first see The Expendables? So I, I, I'm disappointed in myself and I wish I could say I saw this on opening night. Uh, however, that would be false. I did see it though. However, I can accurately say on August 19th, 2010. So a week after it came out on August 13th. And don't ask me how I know that. Well, you can ask me, but I saw it on August 19th. <laughs> I figured you have like a movie ticket. Are you a person? Who, are you a person who like shares, uh, saves their movie tickets? I do. I do actually. I have a whole box in my house. Uh, the first one being flushed away, and <laughs> <laughs> we should have done flushed away instead. <laughs> the other forgotten. Dang it! Next time, yeah. No one talks about it. It's underrated. But no, no it sucks. It's why. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, so I posted on Facebook, and you know how Facebook reminds you of on this day you posted this or, or, or whatnot? On August 19, 2010, I posted on Facebook and said, Terry Crews with a shotgun, need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I could have said that as the synopsis of the film when asked, but yes, so that's how I, I know I saw it on August 19th, because I was very wowed at Terry Crews with a shotgun. Uh, you just, I think I'm the only person who thinks of Terry Crews. Everyone probably thinks of him like the old Spice guy and or the guy from like the Longest Yard or whatever. I always remember him as the dad from Everybody Hates Chris. Everybody Hates Chris. Yeah, thank you. He's so good in that. And He's now super funny in that. And now I see him as the Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, cop too. Um, he's had a pretty good career. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen that show, but. And he's super funny. Yeah. He's, I, I think he's not ju not just a a big. Uh, shotgun, nuclear uh, detonator, blowing up people guy. He's got some range. <laughs> <He's, I guess. laughs> yeah, for being a, a, a meathead, he does have range for being in that category. Yeah. <laughs> How about we listen to a little bit of music? How did you know? I love this song! Making my way downtown, walking fast Faces past and I'm homebound I was trying to think when I first saw this I know I saw it in theaters I can't remember if I saw it with my dad and brother Or if I saw it with friends I don't know I know, you know the funny thing is I thought this was Expendables 2 Like I don't remember Expendables 1 at all <laughs> I just remember the only thing was Jean-Claude Van Damme Kicking Liam Hemsworth to death this, and I thought that was this movie. It's not this movie. Yeah, no, that's the second one. And they get yeah, Jean-Claude <laughs> because they realized that this movie needed more star power. 
and how <laughs> how successful it was. Which, by the way, it was a success because I looked up the budget and it was eighty thousand dollars to make this movie, and it grossed two hundred and seventy four thousand. So. This was not a flop oh by God. any stretch of the imagination. This was a hit. A uh, thousand or million? Oh wait, yeah, two hundred seventy-four million, and they spent yeah, yeah, and they spent eighty million. Yeah, well, I was reading the IMDb trivia on it really briefly, and it said like they were planning a sequel already, so like they they knew what they were doing. They knew. <laughs> they knew all the old old geezers would flock to see all these <laughs> old guys that they saw in the eighties try and kick yeah. butt one last time. <laughs> So was the last time you saw this before today in 2010? Probably, yeah. The first one. I've seen, I think, yeah, the second one twice. Maybe the third one twice. But the first one, <laughs> the, I don't know why I've seen them twice. It just happens. Um, but the first one, yeah, I think way back 11 years ago. Well, I was going to say, like, that's my most, like, I was going to say, is this your, what's your most recent reaction since you haven't seen this in 11 years? Yeah, again, I think... Having seen it pretty recently, the reaction is, I mean, exactly what I thought going into it. Just dumb, fun action. Turn your brain off. Nothing matters. Just watch things blow up for no reason. And I got that. But I also got something that wasn't as dumb and bad as I remember. Like I said, I don't know if you've seen F9 yet, but I think it's better than F9, which I don't know if it's saying anything at all. But uh, it wasn't as yeah dumb and bad as I remember. At least they somewhat made an effort, I think. <laughs> I have the exact opposite <laughs> reaction. I think so little effort was put into this. And like it's so obvious. Like you said, the, the script was written in like an hour on like one draft. And then they just said, let's just do this. Why not? And then Sylvester Stallone doesn't have his actors act. <laughs> it's just so bad. There were there were very many cringe-worthy lines in there for sure, uh, multiple times. Yeah. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? So my surprise question for you is: Do you actually enjoy this film and find merit, or is it one of those things that you kind of watch to? You said like turn your brain off, but do you do you just laugh and you just know this is actually like actually trash? I think it's a like a guilty pleasure. Okay, so initially when I saw it and and told you in person that I I liked it, it was kind of a joke. And when you when I realized that y'all were making fun of me, I I started to like it and to spite you guys. And so <laughs> I do that whenever like somebody I, I, I like, you know, doesn't like something that I kind of am on the fence about. I just make a decision right then and there to, 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 to hate it just to make them mad. Um, just, just to like double down. Just to, like, yeah, okay, I'll be stubborn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of how my love, quote unquote, for this came. And, and that was part of the reason I wanted to do this one was to. To, to, to tick you off a little bit and make you watch this again because I know how you feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 11 years coming just to torture me. Thank you so much. You're like for the long haul. I, I play the long game for sure and it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get to some positives then since and I'll try to not be, you know, a Debbie Downer here. Um, What's some things, what's something you like, love about this film? What are some merits does this have to you? 
So one thing I think that is truly impressive, I'm going to list you a couple of names real quick for you. Um, and I want you to tell me what you think they have in correlation with one another. So uh, Dolly Parton, Donald Trump, Cher, Bill Clinton, Liza Minnelli, Spielberg, George W. Bush, Tim Curry, Don- Danny Glover, not Donald Glover, uh, Diane Keaton, Tommy Lee Jones, Jimmy Buffett, Freddie Mercury, Andre the Giant. Do you know what all those people have in common with Sylvester Stallone? Messed up, like, you know, teeth and, like, mumble? Okay, you're not wrong. But <laughs> 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 they were all born in the same year, 1946, which makes them <laughs> currently 74 or 75 years old. And this movie came out 11 years ago, which means that Sylvester Stallone was 64 when this movie came out. And I think it is really impressive that he did all of that, jumped on a moving plane, and at the age of 63, when I don't think any... I, can you imagine any of those other people doing what he did? Uh, no, but he almost died on this like film set on numerous times, so it kind of makes... Oh, no, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford just got hurt on the set of Indiana Jones, so... That's right. But I don't think he's, do, but I don't think he's doing his stunts. I, I think he's just old and decrepit. <laughs> I think, yeah, they just asked him to, to walk here, and he kind of just said, body is going to decay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that okay? There you go. There's a, there's a solid merit. Stallone did a lot of stunts and was willing to bruise and hurt himself for this, you know, Oscar like a snub film. Thank you for giving it the respect. Um, and you know, everybody loves uh, a a true story, and you know this. <laughs> one... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, only the, the, the names, dates, and, and events of the movie that took place were changed to to protect everybody. <laughs> okay, okay, so on top of your head, um, what historical um, event is this based off of? Well, see, that's the thing. The CIA covered it up, and, you know, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, but they didn't want us to know about this one. Um, and it's not something they, they teach you in class, but uh, if you do your deep research, um, it's a pretty heroic effort by, by the Americans to uh, save that one girl for no reason at all. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even get a smooch at the end of it, which would have been weird to begin with because she's half his age. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, he's dating his granddaughter in this. It's creepy. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, they never explain why he's infatuated with this girl. Um but that hug was very awkward. They actually do explain this. There's actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend this movie for a second here. <laughs> it's it's the whole stupid scene where Mickey Rourke is giving that little like um, melancholic speech about if you saved that one woman, you could have saved his soul. And then so this is that one woman that can save his soul. I don't know why she will oh, save his soul, yeah. but, but it's, it's it's a connection to that for whatever reason. No, she stands for something. You know, man, we don't stand for shit. We used to, but that dried all up like this is gonna dry all up. Is your paint? It's gonna dry. What I realized later on was, uh, if I'd have saved that woman, I might have, I don't know, saved what was left of my soul. You know, I want my birth. 
Okay, yeah, that scene too. Mickey Rourke was probably the best actor in this movie, which I don't know if again is saying anything, but that scene was was uh, was a highlight. It was written by a twelve year old, but yes, uh, but he can he actually <laughs> he actually cried on command. But I I would disagree with you. I think Jason Statham is the best actor in this film because he's he plays the same character in every movie, but he gives his a hundred percent Statham to this movie i believe like he outshines everyone he at least is, has some energy in his lines and stuff i i would agree with you there because yeah jason satham has done the same thing for 15 years but we never really get tired of it i feel like we just kind of in i don't know compared to other actors who do the same thing we're like okay we get it you're just this guy you're typecast but statham we we know what he is and he knows what he is, but we just we just watch him anyways. And yeah, I, yeah, he's he's pretty darn good. Yeah, well, he's like um, I don't know. Like now he's getting up there in age, but like he like like I was saying, like he he reminds me a lot of Bruce Willis because you know bald white guys and kind of action movies. I think Bruce Willis yeah. was a better actor, but Statham has more likability now because he's not a crouchy old man. So I I feel like. They're kind of similar types of like, oh, they're playing the same character for all this time. But Statham, at least, you know, he, he seems a little more likable. He's kind of like tongue-in-cheek. It's like um, we did a podcast on Triple X. And I think Vin Diesel is like abominable and terrible. But Statham has mm-hmm. a little more, you know, not range. I'm not going to give him that much credit. But he's he's much more likable and fun. I think it's the accent, you oh, know. That's what it is. Something about it. Yeah. Willis doesn't have it. Diesel... I mean, he has. They have their own voice, but they don't have the, the accent. You know, it's that British. I'm suffering from the British, um, like blindness. Yeah. See, we're all we're all victims to it. You know, women have Harry Styles, men have Jason Statham. <laughs> oh my God! Tell um, me I'm wrong. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of movies starring Jason Statham. I've never seen Crank. Um, I don't know what else I've seen I, him in now. He just came out with one with um oh where he plays Jason Statham and he shoots things. Yeah, that one. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, and then a year ago he did that other one with where he was Jason Statham and shot things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, oh, he's in the but, Meg. But, uh, the Meg's a classic. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the next one we're doing after <laughs> Flushed Away. <laughs> Flushed Away to Meg. <laughs> He was uh, in Hobbs and Shaw, you know, the I, Fast and Furious spinoff. I, I've said this numerous times, I think, but I'll say it again. I have never seen a single Fast and the Furious, like, entry. That's a crime. I, I don't like action movies. It's, it's, it takes, That's it, true. It takes a specific action that. movie. Like, I like the, I like the movie uh, Heat. I like, um, God, what else do I like as action movies? Oh, uh, John Wick's fine. It's like good, good action stuff. I like The Matrix is fine. Mm-hmm. So I like certain. Usually it's I don't know. It takes a specific type of thing to make me enjoy an action film. What about uh, The Notebook? Are you a big fan of that action film? Well, Ryan Gosling got a lot of action because of that film, so I'm sure he's a Ooh. fan of it. <laughs> um, one thing I love is how Stallone didn't give his actors any direction at all. Like um, the the Ooh. worst scene in cinema history. Is when him, Schwarzenegger, and uh, Willis are in the church, and Schwarzenegger and Willis give absolutely no, nothing, 
at all in those scenes. And Stallone doesn't say, hey, do you want to retake that? And he's like, no, we're just going to do one take and move on. It's so terrible. That was the funny. Okay, but also in that scene, too, when he's, Schwarzenegger is walking away and Willis is like, what's his problem? And Stallone goes, he wants to be president. <laughs> and it was funny because he was governor at the time. Or for or just at finishing being governor, and I don't know. I remember my dad laughing at that because <laughs> it was it was a joke. This is a dumb dumb joke that only old people like can you know. Yeah, only old Californians <laughs> understand the joke. So you want guys that are gone? I want them dead. All it takes is a little army. Only an idiot would do this job. How much? Well, like I said, I'm busy anyway. So give this job to my friend here. He loves playing in the jungle, right? Right. That's right. Why don't we have dinner? Sure, when? In a thousand years. Too soon. What's his fucking problem? He wants to be president. <laughs> yeah, but oh, that was so dumb and bad. But Schwarzenegger was in the next one, I think. Or if not that one, the third one. They brought him back once he was done being governor for a full... Had action scenes and everything. Yeah, I, I remember him and Willis like shooting things and then they like they swap their catchphrases i think Schwarzenegger says yippee kaye and will says i'll be back something like that they, like they, they do a thing yeah they do a thing and you know it's kind of like oh hey reference and that's all you get out of it okay by the end of this podcast my only goal is to make you admit you hate this movie <laughs> <laughs> well i can tell you that i feel dumber if that helps <laughs> you know what i've I, I can I can accept that <laughs> as long as you can accept that. I can't believe yeah this is happening, but I love it. Uh, what else you like about this? Um. Th- okay. Do you remember the opening scene that very first kill where <laughs> I wrote that down? Too. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't know who shot it. I don't know their names it's, at all. Um, um, it's, it's Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Oh yeah, he's the the Drago guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, just shoots a, an enormous gun, and the dude's whole upper torso from the waist <laughs> up just flies 30 yards and hits a wall for no good reason. That's how you know. Like, that's an opening kill right there, because no other kill in the movie topped that. Maybe the one where Jet Li and Statham are dual battling that guy in the hallway, and then Statham kicks his neck and just breaks it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> My favorite action scene is, like, because I was thinking, I remember when I saw this, I was like, where's Terry Crews? And I remember, again, I was like, where's Terry Crews in this action scene? And out of nowhere, all the bad guys just get, like, blown into bits by that ridiculous, like, whatever shotgun or whatever he has. And he just runs in there and goes, like, a 40 Terry Crews with a shotgun. (laughs) Need I say more? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wait, we're missing a guy here. And then, do, 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 do. Yes, that is how you do action. Uh, yeah, the um, I, I wrote this down. The opening scene is Somali pirates, and I was like, "That's so 2010." Like, <laughs> like of course, there's Somali pirates. Yeah, that was like a thing in the yeah early 2010s. Was uh, yeah, Somali pirates and just every cliche in the in the book i don't even know if the island that they were on is a real thing i meant to look um, that up and i didn't and I, and I don't think it is and now i don't care anymore i um 
you know, well, the cool, cool thing about this is that no one really cares either, so we'll say it's a made-up island. <laughs> I Yeah, it's probably made up, but they just need an excuse to do it not in America, because, <laughs> yeah, you can't have bad guys that are in America, because that's just not how you do action movies. It's gotta this be. is what I noticed, too. I forgot about this. I was like... I was like, where like I was thinking like in most of these action movies that are just like mind numbing, you need some patriotism. And they don't like that. Like they don't go like Michael Bay or like Roland Emmerich, where they have like the American flag, kind of waving with like and like you know like right above like some rubble and some some smoke come up in the air. I was like, oh, you're missing out on that part. That's true. And and now that you mention that, um, there wasn't any slow mo in this, which I think is a positive thing because. Dumb action movies have a lot of slow mo, and and this didn't need it. You know what I mean? It 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 just had a, the fast pace, which isn't at, which isn't much better. All the shaky cam and everything, but at least it didn't have slow mo. Right? Um, the only one I remember is Jet Li uh, jumps in the air and like throws, I think, a grenade or like a match, and like like and like a river of fire lights up from the gasoline. I think that's the only one I remember. On top of my head, I'm sure there was more. Right. No, I know what you're talking about, which was stupid, by the way, because like that river just was perfectly placed. I don't, well, I don't get well, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a bunch of questions to ask you, and, I, and I'm going to hold you accountable because you made me watch this, so I want to know if you can answer these things, actually. But no, but the thing you're talking about is like bullet time. They don't have like the Matrix bullet time, which was a little bit early 2000s, so I think that was a little dated. So mm-hmm. I think I know what you're talking about for that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I wrote down, I love the ridiculously over-the-top bloody action. So I, you already mentioned that when, like, you shoot someone with a bullet and then just, like, the blood splurts, the fake CGI, or just someone gets shot in half with the shotgun or, like, the, like their hand. Oh, when Sister Stallone cuts off the guy's hand and then his head with, like, the whole, like, big old machete. And like, then the head? Like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Like... Yeah, that was insane, though. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. I was what? like, oh, laugh. But it brought a smile to my face. <laughs> it, but, yeah, once again, like, like it's it makes me laugh because it's, it's so ridiculous. You know, the top, you got to do that because nothing else is keeping me here. Right, yeah. You got to entertain me somehow. An- another fun trope that I like that... Uh, I'm not sure if this is intentionally breaking the trope, but I always hate in movies... Because it, it's probably because it's, it's a cliche. I'm sure, like Indiana Jones, like back when Indiana Jones would fight, like the muscle, they, 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 like they'd fight with their hands only. It's like, oh, I'm a big brawly guy. In this mm. movie, these half of them are like, you know, well, everyone here's an action star. Half of them are like wrestlers or UFC fighters, and they just constantly beat each other up. But a, a lot of times, guys will like grab guns and try to shoot them in the middle of a, a brawl just to like end it. I'm like, oh, cool. So like when someone's losing, they grab a gun like they would in real life. Like, there's no honor code amongst these guys at all (laughs) yeah they immediately grab it and i don't know where they pulled it out of though but they you know grabbed it from somewhere because you know that's what you do in a movie but realistically (laughs) i don't know where that was at and then immediately it's just bang gone away uh this just hit out of them uh (laughs) but yeah you mentioned it like half the cast is like wrestlers or like ufc fighters or something just because they're big broody just men and cannot act to save their lives at all. <laughs> yeah, if you if you've never seen this movie, the the whole the whole whole purpose in making you see this movie is the it's an ensemble of eighties, nineties, two thousand action stars together that are put together in a loosely veiled plot of stopping drug cartel and saving 
a small village of villages that we never see, but really it's saving this one chick. That's the gist of it. And we don't know anything about these characters either. I, I only remember some of their names because they made it like nicknames. Like one of them is Christmas. Um, one guy's named church. Like that's easy to remember, but I don't know any other backstory. Apparently they're just guys that hire, get hired to, kill people i guess i'm assuming they're ex-military but they're just mercenaries because um uh sylvester stallone and um mickey rourke whose name is tool of course um they 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 have reminiscent moments when when they talk about like oh remember in bosnia i remember this place but as far as i know they've only been you know mercenaries but i don't really know dang so sounds like we need a prequel to the to the Bosnia trip, then if they do, the they full... they better like di- uh, digitally de-age so it's just alone and just like <laughs> spend millions of dollars to, <laughs> to make his plastic face look you know fleshy. Do a do an Irishman on Sylvester Stallone Ugh. with the CGI like they did with Robert De Niro and all them, but because he's seventy five now. But yeah, but um, really quickly the names. Um, Jet Li's name is Yin Yang. His name oh, is Yin yeah. Yang. That's that's not offensive. I I don't know if it's offensive, but I know it's lazy. Um, uh, <laughs> Randy Couture, he's a UFC guy, right? Sure. Uh, his name is Toll Road. <laughs> okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin's I'll... name is Pain. Just Pain. Just Pain. That's all it says. Um, Terry Crews. Want to guess his name? I th- it's like Caesar or something, right? Because it's yeah. on the knife, I think. Yeah, but his name is Hail Caesar. H A L E. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> like it just—it's so lazy. And I know Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. And the Sister Stallone's Barney Ross, which is the name of some kind of CIA or military guy. It's something that one's based on some kind of action guy in real life, which is the only loose tie-in to real life <laughs> so the government wants you to believe yeah. but so <laughs> so sylvester stallone has the only real name and he's the one who wrote and directed the film and he gave everybody else generic may or may not be offensive names <laughs> <laughs> they gave him like children's like nicknames he was saying, I have an Asian in my movie. What am I going to call him? Oh, yin and yang. Yin and yang. <laughs> he's got a bounce. He's cool. He's also a fighter. He's yin yang. He's a bounce. Uh, what's, what's a masculine name? Oh, men like tools. Tools. <laughs> what's the other guy? Bulldozer or railroad or? Um, he's Gunner. Oh, yeah, Gunner. Um, that's lazy. Uh, oh, uh, that's tool. Awful. No. Oh, well, in the sequel, I remember this one, uh, Chris Hemsworth's, not Chris, it's Liam Hemsworth's name is um, Billy the Kid. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I wish I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, like, I, I think our, um, our observation that this was written in an hour is pretty accurate. I think it is very, I think that's giving it too much credit, too. I think I can't believe this man also made Rocky. Yeah, I was like during that scene when Mickey Rourke is giving that um, I think a very terrible speech. Um, I was thinking of like the scene in Rocky Balboa when it's a very famous scene. Where he talks about getting hit and getting knocked down. He gives his son that really good speech. I'm like, oh, 
that's a good emotional like speech as well written. He won a, he got I think he won an Oscar for for Rocky, right? For writing. For I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that one actually did get real Oscar love, yeah. And this movie was written and directed so poorly. <laughs> Just not even close. He has not even. It's a whole different guy. <laughs> Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. You guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Maybe Stallone needs money. That's what he did it for. He did it for cheap, and he knew he'd make money, but... I don't know. It's I think my personal like opinion of Stallone is the only thing he does that I can I give him any credit is some of the Rocky movies. Everything else he does, I just I have disinterested. I've, I've seen Cop. We've seen Copland. It's a '90s one. Negative. That that one that was a more serious one. I don't remember if it was good. I saw it when I was a kid, but that's like mm-hmm. a, a more serious kind of gritty one. But yeah, the Sylvester Stallone that wrote Rocky. And the Sylvester Stallone I wrote Expendables is not the same Stallone yeah. at all. I think he got. I don't know who this Stallone is. I, I think he got hit in the head too many times in Rocky by accident. <laughs> Probably. Oh, he does Rambo's too. I don't know if he writes those, but I forget he's in those. Yeah. I've never seen a single Rambo or First Blood. I haven't either. Oh, I, I, I loved whenever Sylvester Stallone jumps. I don't know what it was, but it just looks like he's like a dog falling, <laughs> falling forward, and it cracks me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the way he runs too, when he was running towards that airplane, yes. uh, it's just such a clunky. Because he just, run, I feel like because he's sixty, the thing runs better. Gotta give him props. He's sixty-five year old man running, and he, and I know he looks jacked, but I don't think that's from a lot of working out. I think it's from a lot of roids. I think it's a lot of yeah, correct. Definitely not working out, and it's definitely all drugs. <laughs> he's 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 so veiny, his skin is so thin, it looks just like uh, it's creepy. It's like uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's like you can be buff and stuff, but when you're looking like that, it's just kind of gross. Well, I'm sure that in the years of like the like the, his leather skin, I'm sure like if he puts on all that like weight and muscle just stretches it so thin it looks just like uh no just just stop (laughs) yeah this isn't normal this isn't what a human body is supposed to do and look like but yeah anytime he ran or jumped um it just it just caused laughter a little bit a little chuckle and i agree with you on that (laughs) (laughs) want to hear my special stallone story it's not it's not like that interesting but it's kind of a (laughs) stupid little tidbit Oh boy! Well, I know you didn't meet him because apparently you don't like Hollywood premieres. But no, I I'm not bougie enough for for a premiere, and and I'm not, and I don't own a yeah. suit, unfortunately, and I'm not famous. Um, so this is a third hand story. I know someone who knows someone who worked in a courtroom during Sylvester Stallone had a trial against a medical company or maybe a specific plastic surgeon for messing up his um penis like a uh, surgery he had something either like enlarged or like fixing it something like that so he's he had a, like a long secret court court case about that so that's so i know someone 
who knows someone who was in on that trial and said it was really embarrassing <laughs> to like to show pictures and x-rays and all this stuff in the courtroom. There's no way. There's no way. They were they they were secretly filming Expendables 4 and that was going to be the subplot of, of Expendables 4 and it just got too much and they finally said no we can't do a movie about your 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 uh, plastic surgery penis so that's just uh, <laughs> this is too far Expendables 4 Barney's wing that's what we'll call it <laughs> Expendables 4 skin <laughs> there we go <laughs> I gotta get it up <laughs> Wow, I can't believe that that's true. I'm gonna look that up now. That that's that sounds almost as believable as Expendables One being a true story. <laughs> uh, that's a legend. That's a third-hand story. It's a person of a person who told me so. I, so if it's a lie, then awesome. If it's true, even more awesome. Even more so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. So there's a a forgotten subplot that I thought was gonna come back by the end when Jason Statham. He, uh, his girlfriend of a year and a half breaks up with him or cheats on him after he's been gone for a month and finds a new man who's abusive. I thought that was like a really weird, like, like I haven't heard from you in a month and I found this new guy that I'm living with now. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I completely forgot about what was the point of that? If you take that out of the film, it's still the same gosh darn movie. The only thing I can think of is the callback later at the end when Statham says she was never your type, which is what Barney tells him. When mm-hmm. that's literally the only thing, or maybe it's an attempt to give character, or maybe they needed to get to 90 minutes because the credits of this are at least 15 minutes long. So they're, right. so they're barely actually reaching the exact 90 minute mark of actual film. Right, yeah, that's the only reason I can think of, because there's no reason to have that in there at all, because that, unless, yeah, just a sorry attempt at character development for a a co-character, but, oh my gosh, but the basketball scene was kind of silly, ridiculous, just, just, he stabbed the basketball on his chest. I loved it. And he said, next time I'm going to stab your other ball or something like that. Something really terrible and stupid. <laughs> like deflate your other balls, I think. Yeah. was was, uh, And then he just like hops back on the motorcycle with her. And like, that's the end of that. Even better. He says to her, he says, now you know what I do for a living. I'm like, what? Stab guys in their balls? Like, like what? <laughs> what is your job? Yeah, that gave no content. That doesn't mean anything. Like, you fought somebody. What? Are you a Taekwondo instructor? Uh, are you ex-military? Uh, that, yeah, that gave me nothing. What do you mean? <laughs> There's a lot of those lines that that don't make sense. Like, uh, Terry Crews after he shoots all those guys, he says he yells at them and says, "Remember this shit at Christmas?" I'm like. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I, I, I remembered that one too. And I was like, oh, Terry, why did you agree to say that? No, you're better than that. Come on. That was so dumb. That was so dumb. Remember this shit at Christmas? Is the joke to buy one of these at Christmas, but they're dead? Or is it like... Remember, like, maybe it made sense, like, if you didn't kill them, remember this at Christmas, be thankful? I don't know. I have literally no idea Wait, what that means. no. I think, okay, uh, isn't, who's, who's, isn't Jason Statham's character named Christmas? Yeah. Or, so I think he was saying, remember this, nobody says at Christmas. 
No, I don't know. I was going to say, remember this, Chris, like, I remember that I saved your life, and he was talking to Jason Statham as Christmas. That would make sense if they were, like, had a rivalry, but I don't think their characters ever interact in this film. They never said a line of dialogue to each other, so that would have been out of place, too. And and, and Um, from what I was reading about this, a lot of the characters had other filming obligations so a lot of them don't interact and i don't think a lot of them are always there in the same exact scene even though they are in the same like shots mm-hmm. so so i don't know if that was like supposed to be like eh, just a funny goofy thing to say but i was like i don't know i think we're trying to <laughs> make sense out of a nonsense line i think we're overanalyzing this way too much but i think he was trying to say remember this at Christmas, so that way you can remember I saved your lives and you can give me presents? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this, maybe, just... maybe that makes sense. That makes sense. I saved you. Remember this at Christmas. Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is like, yeah, I saved you with my do 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 gun. And and now but, find me. But I thought from the angle sucks. he was saying at the guys he shot. But once again... I, I was kind of just laughing because I didn't really. I don't think I was getting it, the uh, the full attention it deserved for that quality Oscar snubbed line. See, yeah, I don't think the the Academy gave it the attention it deserved either, or else they really would have fully realized that this should have been in there. Oh, here's a question: and, um, when they when they get to not um, not Cuba, and um, they show up there, Barney turns to the crew and says, "It's like three thirty-eight. We only have twenty minutes." Uh, to stop them why is there a clock yeah there's no need for it to be a a timer situation right i mean they're kind of on their own time because okay so do you get the plot um originally church bruce willis hires them to kill this this i guess dictator i guess is the word i'll use because it's it's really unclear his character too but he's i guess he's a dictator he's some kind of militant guy who's has a mining corporation, like he's mining for stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I think. and then Eric Roberts comes in, and he's like an old mercenary business guy who wants to use for start doing drugs, like start like selling cocaine out there. I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So they only have twenty minutes to stop the drug shipment from leaving, but I thought the whole point was to save the girl and not stop the drugs. That's what it should be about. Yeah, is to save the woman. That's why they went back. Yeah, and because in the one scene when they're all fighting underneath the, I guess it's the mansion or something like that, or like the the catacombs or something, there's, mm-hmm. like, there's like two big old piles of like, like I'm guessing cocaine, like drug piles, and that's just there. So I'm guessing that means they're shipping it off and they want to blow up the cocaine. Yeah, I don't know why there's a timer. I think that just was something that Sylvester Stallone goes and says, oh, to make this more intense, you know, movies have timers. So I have to have a timer. So it's 3.38 in the morning. 20 minutes is a timer. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's literally how the writer's room was with uh, Stallone and David Callahan, who wrote... David Callahan wrote the story, and then he and Stallone wrote the screenplay together, so... This guy, David Callahan, done a bunch of other action trash. Uh, I don't know if he's just like, and what else is in... Uh, it's almost like Mad Libs, kind of, for action movies. Like, what else is in, like, action films? Explosions. There's a scene on a plane where 
they play a popular like kind of southern rock song and people like mm-hmm. tell jokes kind of like in predator I put that in somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh timers during the most intense part of the movie yeah and then say something stupid about christmas you gotta throw it all in there <laughs> but yeah he had the timer in his hand and could detonate it at any time what i don't i don't know that's a good question and yeah it's all it's all just nonsense <laughs> Um, so speaking of like, um, Mad Libs, I wrote, I was kind of bored last night. So I wrote down all the things in this that make it the most manliest action movie ever. So what I wrote down, mm-hmm. I have, um, I have girls, guns, beer, tattoos, bikes, punching, kicking, knives, explosions, cigars, drug cartels, espionage, basketball court brawl, torture, UFC versus wrestler fight, fist bumping, the boys are back in town, and Mickey Rourke saying the word brother. Brother, brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. Do it, bro. What's doing, brother? Good to see you, brother. Nah, I think you covered all of it. And and sweaty muscles, I would add to that, too. Yeah. So sweaty and so oiled up. Terry Crews was so sweaty in, in his action scenes at the end. And they, they focus in on his muscles, like, twice, I think, when he chucks that missile or whatever to blow up the helicopter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're saying it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Say this out loud. I'm like, what? Um, oh my gosh, that didn't actually happen though. Um, and our potential podcast, sometimes we'll watch the movie and like talk over and have drinking games. A great drinking game out there, if you watch this movie, will be every time Mr. Stallone empties a clip, he just like fires it like uncontrollably <laughs> a full entire clip and then he just... <laughs> it's everything around this target maybe like twice it's the person <laughs> he's got the most insane trigger finger i've ever seen because <laughs> right. those weren't automatic pistols right those were just standard pistols that just <laughs> like what <laughs> what Ow. yeah it'd be fun if i was paying attention to like she watches like his finger and see if he actually could click it as fast as like the actual like the, the rounds go off because I guarantee they weren't mm-hmm. using blanks because if they were using blanks they would just burn like millions of dollars <laughs> on blanks. <laughs> Wait, I just remembered something. Didn't the cauliflower ear white guy wrestler man get shot in the back and that's just kind of glanced over? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He definitely got shot, and they kind of focus in on him screaming and crawling behind a wall. And the next time we see him, he's pretty much fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh my god, like, I forgot he fights him at the end. Yeah, and, and punches him while he's burning alive. That was so funny that Stone Cold got like all heated up at the end there. But yeah, I'm guessing they are all wearing Kevlar. But I don't know, they wanted to add some drama, but they forgot. Oh, he's in a fight. Uh, they probably forgot. Because we forgot. <laughs> yeah, they're not paying attention. You know? We for- yeah. We forgot. Oh the audience gosh. forgot. I, yeah, I forgot completely, except until right now. But yeah, he definitely got shot and is okay for some reason. Yeah, this movie's just giving me a headache. There's a female character, and she... I say character very loosely, and she has nothing to do besides get punched in the face like by Steve Austin. <laughs> And then get like tortured and then just hold Eric Roberts' hands as they run to the helicopter and doesn't like put up any fight, just like fall down, like, oh no, I'm not gonna move. Yeah, she does nothing except be like a Daphne character, damsel in distress, and just makes poor decisions. Although at the end, 
when Sylvester Stallone kills the, I guess, Eric guy, how does she know to push him away at that exact moment? Like, there was never... You know how sometimes when they do that, they lock eyes or they have, like, a code that is a callback to something earlier in the film? This just... She just knew to push him off, you know? It's way too difficult to write a movie with, like, you know, payoffs <laughs> and setups. Um, I'm trying to think now That's because... True. Because he shoots him, he falls over, he says, don't get any closer or I'll kill her. And then... I don't remember now. Like, like I literally watched this 20 minutes ago. I don't remember at all. <laughs> yeah, she just pushes him, and then he pulls a gun again out of nowhere, because it's a movie, and just... Um, again, quickest trigger finger ever. Um, I guess that's the only... And just blast him. The only payoff in the film is Jason Statham throws a knife through his chest cavity. Yeah, that was pretty cool, because it was a big knife. <laughs> And that's what makes it cool. <laughs> like I said, you have a great way of saying like full sarcasm or complete sincerity. It's hard to tell if you think that's actually cool or if you're like, yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> the world will never know. But again, I think I'm starting to believe it is cool. You're making... <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. You've been talking about it so much. You're starting to love it. <laughs> I'm going to go get a, a, a tattoo of a raven now on my, a ra- on my back. A raven on like a globe, which I only thought of Globo Gym the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I want to throw knives too now. It seems like a useful skill. And, uh, and and do beat poetry at the end there. <laughs> I once knew a man called Tool. To me, was the epitome of cool. Good with a knife, bad with a wife. To think he could beat me, dreaming he'd defeat me. Cool Tool, you gotta be a fool. I love poetry. <laughs> Man, this is uh this is a full one eighty from the, the, the previous School of Rock podcast, I, I think. <laughs> Y'all yeah, were... I actually I actually enjoyed School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all were respecting the heck out of that movie and here we are, you know. <laughs> you you picked it, you knew full full well that I, I hated this movie eleven years ago. And as I've aged and become more of a curmudgeon, I wasn't going to like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I thought time would heal all wounds, but but apparently made you more bitter. No, I don't even remember. I didn't remember it. I honestly didn't remember this movie at all. Like, I literally just forgot about it. Like, I got roofied by it, and then I just kind of forgot about it, and then you made me relive it and go through some trauma. Yeah, I forgot too. I feel like this is the first time watching it again, because I didn't remember anything. So, I guess we'll get to the next question here. Um... We've been, <laughs> we've been trashing the movie, but, uh, but what's like, what's besides entirely rewriting it and doing everything differently, besides what's everything. one thing you'd, <laughs> you'd, besides everything, what's one thing you'd want to see changed in this film? <laughs> I think, yeah, giving us a little bit more character development, which is silly to say for a movie like this, but I, 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 I could barely tell you the names of the characters and well i don't know maybe that's a bad thing to say because they tried to give us character development and it was utterly ridiculous with the girl cheating on him and that basketball fight and that deflate balls line but (laughs) i don't know i wanted a little more as to why this group is together how do they know each other how are they they just we just kind of assume that they're all friends and they're by each other's side and ride or die um and the only other thing I can think of is to change would be to make it a musical. Budweiser, you create 
Einstein. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> moving past your last comment there. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're gonna build this movie as a ensemble, you at the very least have to give your characters little more and use them use these characters terry cruz is hilarious don't give him terrible one-liners mm-hmm. I, I know you use um randy couture who's a ufc fighter and they do the fighting scenes like that they use stone coast of austin to fight and jet Li does some kind of you know martial arts but none of it really wowed me at all and their interpersonal stuff was terrible like like, the only thing they do with Jet Li was say, you're short. That's all they had. That's all they could give him. It's like, oh, he's a short guy. Yeah. No, they totally did. And, and, oh, that was another thing. So, when they're in the car chase scene, Sylvester Stallone tells them to get out and start shooting people. And Jet Li's like, why me? And it's like, well, because you're the only other person not driving the vehicle, <laughs> dude. You're the only, somebody's got to drive the car. <laughs> But, but his answer is, because you're short. It's like, oh, wow, you didn't think of the obvious line. You went for the stupidest line. Yeah, like, I get it. Everybody knew they were gonna, he was going to say that because you're small. But it's, come on. Come, why? Did, why? Or it's even better because, like, the same exact scene happened before that when they they're fly away from, from not Cuba. And then they say, let's go back around. And then uh, Jason Statham hops into the front of the plane and just shoots up that entire like fishing village right there. It's like, well, yeah, he knew. Why is Jet Li like? Why is Jet Li complaining? Is it because Jet Li's lazy? But I feel like he's not. He's the only one who's like physically punching people. Who's like who's doing like the most work because it seems really tiring. He gets thrown around all the time. Yeah, he's the one actually doing doing action scenes. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't understand the assignment, and that's frustrating to me <laughs> i think everything is frustrating <laughs> you have these like um these gods these behemoths of action movies and you can't put a little more effort into it it's super frustrating to me because it's just lazy it's just so lazy to me and it just gets lazier because um i haven't i saw the second one but i even after that i was like i'm not seeing the third one so i didn't even see the third one there was controversy around the third one i think um I remember being in college, and there, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was the the, 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 the plastic surgery penis thing, but there, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was there was real like controversy about the movie. I don't remember, but yeah, the second one is where the series peaked. Uh, this one this one has Ronda Rousey. Was that controversial? Maybe, probably. Oh. Antonio Banderas. Oh, and Harrison Ford. And Mel Gibson. Oh my gosh. See, they just get the whole band together. I think Mel Gibson's the bad guy in that one. I don't know anything about that movie. And and, and like I said, the only thing I remember from these movies was what happened in the second one. (laughs) So I don't have have anything to remember. Was Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. I think he gets kicked in the face to death by Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then he shoots him. I'm like, oh, this is... This is dark. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to change, like, the biggest thing that was so annoying to me was the action cinematography. You mentioned the shaky cam. And the the worst is the very end when they're all just shooting. And it jumps from character to character. And, like, I'm, it almost gives me, like, nausea. Of just like, It jumps around in between, like, guns being fired and people punching. I'm just like, ah, oh, my brain's just fried right now. 
Yeah, they clearly you can tell too in 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 fight scenes that the stunt double, who is actually Sylvester Stallone, who is actually Steve Austin, and who is the 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 yeah the the stunt double, and I think that's something too. Yeah, the shaky cam and the obnoxious, noticeably bad stunt work. Yeah. <laughs> He directed Rocky. Or, no, did he direct it? I don't think he directed it. I don't think he directed it. He just wrote it. it. He wrote it. He started directing, I think, Rocky 4 and on. And, you know, 4 and 5, I think, are terrible. I've only seen Rocky Balboa, Rocky, and Creed. I've only seen three movies. Yeah. He should stick to, I don't know, anymore. (laughs) Well, I think the only reason why is because, like, Spencer Stallone so relates to the character of Rocky because I know the very little I know about the history of Rocky. It's, um, he put like his last dime into trying to get that movie made. Right. So it was a true underdog thing. So I think he has a special place in his heart for Rocky and he doesn't want to ruin it while he, while he can just ruin every other character he's played and doesn't care. I think Rocky means something special to him for whatever reason. Imagine if he spent every last dime making this movie and how desperate he would have been to make this movie and how great it would have been had he done that. I think that's the takeaway. God, that that would be a way to end your career. Is like the Expendables was literally like expendable. Like all your money just <laughs> burned it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, like one can only dream. So Eric, uh, as we're wrapping up, would you recommend the Expendables? And if you would, why would you recommend it? I, <clears throat> let me choose my words carefully here. <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it as a, like you were saying, a drinking game. Definitely get some buddies together, some some boys, and just just go nuts. Have at it and, and watch it as drunkly as possible. And you will have the best time in the world. I think that is the only way to truly, truly watch. I think this is what Sylvester Stallone intended, actually. So, <laughs> gotta drink with your buddies. Um, I would, um, I would only recommend this is if you watch it with your dad and it's on like TNT or something like that. <laughs> yeah, don't go out of your way. But if it's on and you're bored, then do it. I would also say. Maybe watch it if it, your choices are between this and Flushed Away. <laughs> I think you might enjoy this a little more. <laughs> From the creators of Shrek and Madagascar comes the story of a pampered pet mouse. And his first time out of the house, Flushed Away. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't think we can. I don't think you can top that. You got anything I'm, else? <laughs> I'm glad we did this. I'm glad this happened. You're welcome. <laughs> thank, as I said, thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, I'm very mad you picked this movie. I feel like we could have picked something be- much better, but it was this or flushed away. I guess <laughs> <laughs> the Expendables. Maybe next time. I'm currently looking up to see where Flushed Away is, is um, streaming right now. It's oh, it's ten dollars. It's, it's, it's a bargain. <laughs> what? It's more expensive than this movie. <laughs> I think Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's in that. <laughs> I think he's the voice. If I remember anything about Flushed Away, I think Hugh Jackman. I think in you that. might be right. Anyways.
That's funny. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, Eric. And next time, um, if you're if you're available, we'll do um, a good movie, or we'll do Flushed Away, or we'll do um, what's another stupid one? Oh, Hot Rod. We gotta do Hot Rod probably. I was thinking about doing Hot Rod on my way to work this morning. Actually, I was like, I, I should I have done Expendables, and I thought I should have done Hot Rod, but next time. <laughs> you had a moment of clarity. Said, no, I had a moment of, well, no, too late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we'll cut it there. In the tavern down the street is the laboratory where he makes the transformation all the time. And a shine of Dr. Bud is a pint of monster blood. And it does affect me different every time. But Wather, you created a monster and they call me Wiggenstein. And they call me Drinkenstein. Yeah. Okay. Any questions? I don't think. When do I start drinking? <laughs> Whenever you want to. Um, so we have two different versions of the podcast. One is when we like we watch a movie together, and then like we drink at certain times. Like we pick rules. This one's going to be. A more casual one where it's just kind of like we just talk and it's kind of it's more simplistic if that makes sense. No, I got you. And I listened to the other one with uh, Danny, the uh, School of Rock one. And so that's when I realized that we're not watching it together. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to watch this like, like soon now that because i haven't seen it in forever um so i was like watching it on my lunch break at work and then i watched it like i didn't watch it but i had it playing on my way home just to make the time work out <laughs> and then uh i immediately just watched finished it uh right now hey i just finished it like 10 minutes ago too it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's fresh yeah, well, I was just like, I was like, okay, I get the gist of it. So I just kind of played it while I was working earlier. I was like, I get this. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, what a travesty. That deserves full attention. <laughs> if you say so, I'll take your word for it. But other than that, no questions. I just have water, by the way. It's a Wednesday. I'm not, I can't.